Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today I'm here with Dan Eitan. Hey, hey. Wow. Um, uh, how many episodes is this for us? You know, like, are we like 30 in or something? We are, yeah, like 30, 32, I want to say. You realize we launched this uh, podcast at the absolute worst time of year, right? <laughs> yes, we did. I didn't realize until um, I had one or two people say something to me about it. And they mentioned that. I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, oh, I usually am more strategic, aren't I? <laughs> uh, but hopefully, if you're listening to it, you found it. Um, so we would encourage you to share uh, any episode that you found helpful with a friend. We know that, um, in this instance, I think a lot of people are finding this one through the one-off topics that we're covering versus like the ongoing, um, you know, like an interview podcast or some of the other podcasts that we do. Absolutely. All right. So what, uh, what one-off thing are we tackling today? Today, we're going to answer the question, what's the difference between a newcomer's and a new member's course or class at your church? Okay. Um, So, of course, I've been in, I don't know, half a dozen churches. uh, And most of those had a newcomer's class. They didn't have a newcomer's class. They... Some had a newcomer's class. Most had a, like just a, a, a newcomer's like kind of area or a meeting that was after uh, a service. And then, um, almost all of them had a member's class. So how about you? Did they all have those two distinct? Um, I've, 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 I've been to a, a bunch where some it's just there, there's a tent in the lobby you go stand under and, um, or a quick meeting with the pastor after church. Um, I've been in somewhere it's a, you know, it's a starting point class where it's a four week class on who we are as a church and how you can get plugged in that. And then there's right. a separate membership class. There is, uh, there does seem to be this, the starting point model is kind of a hybridization of newcomers and new members. Mm-hmm. And so I know a couple of churches that would do that. And they're all, of course, larger churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the churches that I was mentioning that I've been a part of, at least for the last 20 years, have been either, you know, a thousand or more, um, except for campuses. You know, that's a little bit different. But all in all, um, all of them, them had them. And I think the newcomers class is that, hey, this is the first time you're here or it may be the second Sunday you're here. We're going to do this every week. And it's just going to highlight um, ways that you can get onboarded. So it's really all about onboarding on the newcomers class. And here's kind of what we have for you. It's almost more... Um, it's consumer oriented in posture versus contributing, um, which is where your new members class should be. However, I have still seen people give people, uh, still seen churches give, um, people a deck chair, um, when in, in the new members class, it's still not yet. 
hey, we want you as part of our crew. It's here's the here's the deck chairs while we use them and why our deck chairs are the best deck chairs. <laughs> I think the I think the thing that can get confusing when it comes to this is, you know, where is it, is it both or is it just in the the new member class? Where do you go and, and talk about, you know, our, you know, faith statements and our vision and our values and all of those sorts of things that you're definitely going to want a, you know, a new member to, to know well. Um, but, you know, at what point do you bring that in? Because, you know, for me, if I'm checking out a church, I want to know, you know, some of those details about that church right away. Um, but is that newcomer experience the best place for that to happen? No. Um, the part of the issue is you're dealing with two different audiences, hopefully as a church, either you do it, you're dealing with people. I mean, we live in a very transient culture. So people are, you know, moving in and out all the time. You do have some church hoppers, which you want to be aware of, of course, but in some cases you have mature believers who are coming in and honestly, they're probably looking for the vision, the values the what we believe. Mm -hmm. Then you have a completely different group of people that you're hopefully reaching. And that yes. is, um, prodigals or people that are exploring the faith. So prodigals would be, Hey, um, I grew up in church and I went, you know, when I went to college and I stopped going to church and I got married and uh, we got married in a church. Um, but you know what? We, we really didn't start coming back to church. We're, we're, we've got kids now and you know, it's that story where hey, I'm kind of coming back into this, you know, maybe there was some, something that big that happened in my life that's kind of drawn me back to church. Um, or usually sometimes a couple or, you know, somebody at your church that's drawing them to your church because they've invited them to into their life and now they're inviting them to church. Um, so you've got those two groups of people there. And so, you know, it's difficult because one is more appropriate, um, than the other. So I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not giving great answers today on, um, providing that clarity. I do think that you should have a new uh a newcomers meeting that is very clear very concise it does cast the vision you may not want to get into um beliefs you can point to where you can find them easily yep and point to that new members class um that's what i think you do in newcomers uh and you distinctively try to pull out, you know, different groups of people in order to serve them well anyway. So that mature yeah. believer, you're going to have a different maybe pathway of onboarding um, as well, uh, just the same way that you would, oh, these people have kids, so I yep. need to take them in this direction. There's yeah. a couple of different things that you can do there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, the way that I kind of look at the that newcomer, whether it's a meeting um, after church or it's a couple week course, I mean, I think big things there are to connect them 
to the church to the next step in your growth track. If that's getting them into a small group or adult Sunday school or whatever that sort of thing is, it's trying to get them connected. And I think that's a great opportunity, like you said, Todd, to point them to, you know, a doctrinal statement or where that is on the website um, for them to go and take a look at. But you're not probably walking through step by step, you know, what some of those things are in that initial meeting. Um, that's probably better for that, you know, that newcomers course, but, you know, let's talk a little bit. I think one of the benefits of, you know, where I just came out of was a smaller church where I was executive pastor. I think one of the greatest things about that, um, kind of environment is you can do a lot more than probably a large church can do when it comes to probably both the newcomer kind of side of things and the new member process um, because you're smaller. Um, you know, for us, we would do a newcomer meeting um, or we actually usually had it as a lunch or a dinner and we would actually go and have that um, at somebody in our church's house. A lot of times it was our lead pastor's house. Um, and it was a lot more of a informal setting where people got to meet other new people at the church and got to meet some of our, you know, lay leaders. And, and it was such a different experience, um, that I think a lot of people have had before with churches. Um, so Todd, do you see that kind of difference too, of what smaller churches are able to do Definitely. in these scenarios? Definitely. Because when you look at what your church has to offer, Pastor, I know you think that the preaching is the stickiest thing and it's the, it is probably the most important thing, but it isn't always the stickiest thing. Um, the stickiest thing is usually your people. Second would be programs and third would be preaching when it comes to new people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you want to introduce them accordingly. The great thing about, um, a smaller church is as a pastor in a smaller church, I know the best six couples yep. that I can connect people to. I know, um, I, I know who's going to be, uh, have the best intentions, um, for wanting to meet new people. They're not going to try to sell them, uh, Norwex or, <laughs> um, any MLM thing um because those people are in our churches as well uh you want to be careful um that it's not their part of their part of their <laughs> just part of their scheme <laughs> but sorry uh the big thing maybe we should talk about mlms and church at some that'd point that'd be good yeah um no but but the the beautiful thing about a smaller church is you can connect them with the right people and Maybe it's you don't have a newcomers meeting after every service because you're like, hey, we only get a dozen or two newcomers a year. Um, and so, you know, that would be kind of weird if we had one after every service. And I would say yes and no. If once you reach a certain point, it's important to have it after every service because you're communicating to the congregation. You're expecting them to bring their friends. Mm -hmm. And when they do, you have something for them. So that's important. Um, but as a smaller church, I'm thinking of the churches I grew up in, uh, you know, you're talking 150 or less, like you have a distinct advantage because you can have people invite others over to host them. Or, um, what I've seen particularly done well in some church plants is, 
hey, I'm going to set aside part of my budget and I'm going to take a couple of those couples and I'm going to tell them, hey, um, you know, we want you to have your calendar open. Uh, you know, you two couples are on this week. You two are on next week. You two are on. So if somebody comes, um, you can invite them to go to Cracker Barrel or Chili's or whatever is the, you know, closest, friendliest watering hole uh, and allow them to <coughs> post them and tell them about the church. That is also from a newcomers or new members strategy. That is a beautiful thing because you're connecting them to people. Those people can answer those questions maybe better than you can even about the church. And it automatically gives them a friendly face that they can connect to. Yep. And you're investing, you're investing in that couple. You're also investing in uh, that new family that is potentially going to attend your church. Yeah. If you want to make a good first impression on, on somebody that is a wow factor of, wow, somebody already knows me and is, is I'm comfortable with, um, and they're taking me out to, to lunch afterwards, maybe not this week, but, but next week or whatever that looks like. But that, that is huge. Like what you said, Todd, about being sticky, that is going to cause somebody to feel sticky at a church. It is. Now I, I do say that you want to have a little bit of caution there. Um, especially if you're reaching a lot of people who are just, you know, completely new so far from the faith that you can scare them to death. If suddenly they're invited to the pastor's house for dinner and they're like, is this a cult? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so you have to be a little careful there, but, uh, all caveats aside, man, the people is the, the most, the, the best thing that you have that you can connect people to. Uh, it's, it's the stickiest piece that you have and you should utilize that. That's good. All right. Well, hey, thank you again so much for joining us on today's One Ministry Question podcast. We hope that you'll join us again here on a future episode. 